Day. My yeah. boy. My boy on Twitter. Like a couple weeks ago, everybody posted like, there was like three people that were like, Tayson Day, just follow me on Twitter. All he posts is like, trying to be inspirational type shit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He's super wise if you didn't know. <laughs> if you didn't know what he was famous for. Fucking Chocolate Rain. Chocolate Rain Guru. Alright, so hello and welcome to the Three on the Tree podcast. Uh, I'm Casey, here with Davis and Ian, and this week we have special guest, my old pal, Jesse. And Jesse, we were what? We were roommates, we were bandmates for a little while. All of that. All of that. I was, I was in the wedding, we were brief lovers for a little while. Yeah, well I mean it was, uh, it was strictly physical on my it end. Was, yeah. I had no emotional attachment whatsoever. <laughs> you were just a you were just a plump bottom to me. Could have been anybody down there. <laughs> well, that's, oh my god, that's definitely backwards. <laughs> uh, I'm versed, dude. I'll I'll pitch in. All right, so Jesse, you know you know our dear little Chubs. You know I do. well well before. We knew him. Uh, so, when was the last time that you saw Chubbs? Uh, actually, just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Casey was up here on a business trip, and we we went to Chili's. Ooh. So that was fun. Yeah, romantic mm-hmm. candles fine, and everything. Fine dining. He pulls that oh, yeah. move on everybody. Don't don't trust him. Hope you didn't let him into we got, your knickers. We got turned at Chili's. All right, so here's here's where I'm going with all of this. Actually, this is a this is a twofold question. Um, okay, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most, one being the least, uh, how much different is the Chubs now than the Chubs you knew? Uh, Boy, a one. Really? He's exactly the same. Oh yeah. <laughs> Exactly the I'm same. Surprised. <laughs> yeah, when I met him, he was a douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took a long time to make him cool. I mean, his his hair's a little shorter. Uh, oh yeah, he, he had he that beaver have that, cut. Doesn't have that scene swoop going anymore. No, that's good. Not as rad as yeah. I used to be. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's super uh, gray now. He went. He went back to the Corey Matthews cut. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh man, there's a year, there's a picture floating around from like my first year of college when I went in Michigan, and dude, I had it. I had like the Corey Matthews curly fro. It was oh yeah, awful. Uh, Sam, Sam was the one who point, pointed that out to me, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can never unsee it now. <laughs> All right, well, second second part of my question, and this is this is the big one. All right. How many times have you seen Casey's Johnson? Ooh. Probably zero times. Yeah, I don't think in all the times living with him and being in a band with him, I, I don't think it ever popped out. Not once. We didn't, so, okay, we, we had like, there was like a couple of designated people that we hung out with that were the like, 
whip out your junk dudes. There was Ryan, who was also a guitarist in the band. He did this thing he called the helicopter. He was on the top <laughs> bunk, and I was on the bottom bunk. And once in a while, he would just dive out of his bunk with his, his bare dong in his hand and just swing it around yelling helicopter. So, trying to entice you. It was always so you're, like half you're on the bottom, too. huh? It was like not full. <laughs> you're not the power, full power bottom? Yeah, I was, actually. Yeah. Okay. All right, well, okay, so let me read. Sorry, sorry, to, sorry to disappoint you. Oh, no, that's fine. I haven't seen it either, which, you know, means that it may not exist. Dude, I'm very modest about my penis. There's a, <laughs> sure, there's sure. a very short list of people who have ever seen it. Okay, Pretty sure Casey so... hasn't seen it in a while either. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, without a mirror. <laughs> I think you covered that, like a downward-facing periscope or something. <laughs> <laughs> Something uh, about laying on an incline. Yeah. <laughs> Without trying to like choke yourself out. Like, ah, it's all rolling uphill. Oh shit. <laughs> Alright, so Chubbs, have you ever seen uh have you ever seen Jesse Stingus? No. He wasn't okay. he wasn't the, the penis guy. He wasn't the helicopter guy either. Okay. No, he was not helicopter guy. There was another dude that used to whip his Johnson out too. Um Joe. Yeah, that dude would show his dick to anybody. Yeah, and he was he was thoroughly Irish. I mean, just a, <laughs> a, a bramble of red pubes, and then uh, fully uncircumcised. Yeah, it was it was a weird. Oh, one. oh, that Joe, that Joe. Oh man, I'm getting my Joes mixed up. I never uh, saw what? other Joes. No. No. Oh, he was. Oh yeah, he was he was always ready to drop trow. <laughs> Actually, now that I think about it, uh oh. Now that now that you raise this point, I don't know if I ever saw full shaft, but I've been oh. I've I've uh, seen the the fruit basket one or two oh. times. You've only seen it head on, like yeah, like the, you uh, just whip it out and make it talk to you. Yeah, the, hey Jesse, come downstairs quick, and then I run downstairs and boom. <laughs> Jesse, make a friend. Did he? Did he at least put eyes on it? <laughs> yeah, the googly eyes and a yeah. mustache. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very natural goatee. It's like a muppet, you know. Like most muppets, if they were pink and you know had like a fleshy tone to them, they'd look like penises. That's a uh, that's a bit of a stretch. I don't I don't really see that, Chubbs. Sam weird... Eagle's like a pointy penis. You have a very weird weird Gonzo child, but... is like a dude. Jim Henson was a dirty guy. It, I I don't think it's Jim Henson, buddy. <laughs> okay, that's, that's all you. All you. But okay, so we thought we would have Jesse on because everybody on the all of us have been in bands at one point or another. Jesse's still in a band and still going, and you guys recently did uh, a tour through part of the U.S., didn't you? Uh, yeah. A little and... two-and-a-half-week two stint. Okay, and where'd you go? Uh, we went down the East Coast about as far down as South Carolina and uh, about as far north as Connecticut. Okay. So Connecticut's kind of a in, home. You're based in Boston? Um. Two of us are based in New England. Um, 
two original members. We, uh, I live in Massachusetts, and our vocalist lives in Connecticut. And um, our bassist is actually from Albuquerque, New Mexico. And our drummer, um, who is filling in for this past tour, he's from uh, Virginia. So we're kind of we're kind of spread out. Yeah. There's a term for that. It's called a clusterfuck. Yeah, it can be a little. <laughs> do, you guys, a little do you guys practice over Skype? Yeah. <laughs> no. What What happens is usually everybody gets together a few days before we head out, and we'll practice or rehearse for a few days, and then hit the road. And is this uh, was this the first tour you guys have done, or? Uh, no. It was probably the sixth or seventh holy crap i didn't realize that yeah we've been we've been touring for a few years unfortunately the past couple years have been really slow just to due to member changes and all that fun stuff so Um, so how how does that how does that work i mean uh being that you guys are kind of spread out all over like is there a lot of new music being created or is it kind of just doing the kind of just running through the catalog like hey we we have these songs you're a new member you're gonna learn these and we're gonna go out and have a good time yeah um the past two tours that we've done has been like that we've just been playing old stuff the last thing that we released was back in like 2014 um so we have we do have some new music in the works that uh, our vocalist is also a drummer, so we've been just working on stuff together and trying to write some new music to to get something out. Good. Yep. Good, good, good. So, um, I like like Chubb said, we've all been in bands before and stuff like that. Uh, what is what is the thing that you hate most about playing out? Um, shows that start late, like later than, than they say that the promoter says they're going to start. Like there's nothing worse than getting to a show and you think that, you know, doors are going to open at seven shows going to start at eight, you know, touring band probably goes on around nine or so. And then, you know, sometimes, I mean, this is a reoccurring problem. It seems like, um, for just poorly booked shows and stuff, you get there and there's just nobody came to the show, you know, no, or a, a band drop, a local band dropped and, or something, you know, some crazy story. And then, so the promoter's like, Oh, I'm texting all my friends. They're coming. They're coming. We're going to, we're going to push the show back to nine. And then nobody comes. And then, Oh, we're going to push the show back to 10. <laughs> And then before you know it, you're not out of there till like one, and you were banking on getting out of there at you know ten, eleven. Is that then, more of an inconvenience just because of your your next destination, or is that just yeah, yeah, just annoying as fuck have, because it is? Both. I mean, if you have a big drive, <laughs> if you have a big drive coming up. It's like it's the worst, you know, to to not get out of there until one o'clock or something, and then you got to go get food get gas and then finally get on the road and yeah Yeah. i i know it's it sounds it doesn't sound anything like the the typical 
rock star life. <laughs> Where oh, no. We, we, we all have it. We all have an old old guy mindset. You know, we want to be out out the doors, you know, at a reasonable time and get sleep and all that. We're we're not we're not much of a party band. So Yeah. I remember too like when when we were doing it, you know, you'd get you kinda sh- you show up, you Casey, set up. Casey talking this- about the uh, power bottom again. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, like, you'd show up, you'd get your stuff, like, somewhat set up as much as you could before, you know, with other bands that are going to play all, you know, before you. And, you you know, when you were anticipating getting on stage, you're kind of trying to psych yourself up and get ready to, you know, because it's, I mean, you guys are, what would you say, metal, hardcore um, type of band, you know, and that's kind of what we were in before. Like, you're trying to get psyched up so you can you know, bring all this energy to the stage and stuff like that. And then you end up waiting and waiting and like, oh, oh then the mics don't work or, oh, we can't <laughs> get the drums mic'd in right. Or, oh man, we can't find so-and-so and he's the only one that knows how to turn on the, the whatever. And so like, <laughs> there's like 40 oh. minutes of dead time before you actually get to play. And then by that time you're like, okay, okay, let's bring it back. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Oh yeah, and I mean, and stuff stuff like that's going to happen no matter what. It, it is kind of your responsibility as the the band to, you know, stay in the mindset of, you know, being excited and to to be there even when you're not, <laughs> and you know, and just bring the energy and put on a good show. But but sometimes it it is a buzzkill when you know thing after thing keeps happening and it just keeps pushing it back and. Yeah, that that can be a little tough. So, what? Okay, uh, I'll I'll share a personal story afterwards. But what is the the least amount of people that you played for? Like at oh. an at an actual venue, not including bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would I would have to say maybe. Four. Okay. okay. Maybe like four, four paying people. And how many? How many were were screwing a band member? <laughs> <laughs> how many were obligated to be there? Probably all of them. Who knows? Right. <laughs> well, uh, I I I just thought about this. Uh, I was talking to the missus about it, uh, like earlier this week or last week or some shit, talking about um, back in the day when I used to play, which you know was twenty, thirty years ago, some shit like that. Um, <laughs> but I remember one time we got called to play this show in uh, Mount Clemens, really nice venue called the Emerald Theater, but it was a, a very shitty promoter, and a lot of the people like dropped off, and they they called us and they said, hey. We, we need you to come play because you guys usually put on a good show. You can bring a decent crowd. But it was like a, a Thursday night or, or some dumb shit like that. And it was like a, a one-night notice. So we're like, well, we, we can play. Yeah, that's fine. We don't, we don't have a problem with that. We'll just load up our equipment tonight and come, come back with the truck and, and pull it tomorrow. And he's like, all right, well, you know, how, how many people are you bringing? We're like, what, what, are, you, what are you talking about? You're, you're giving us one night notice and it's not on like a weekend. What 
we're, we're not going to have anybody. Fuck you. I don't know. But, you know, yeah. whatever. We, we ended up going there and playing anyways just because it was, you know, we already loaded the equipment. Who the fuck cares? We did it. Yeah. But uh, in this situation, there was literally two people in the crowd. One of them was my girlfriend, and the other one <laughs> was her friend. And and this brings me up to a different subject because uh, I think we were the last ones to play. So, quote, unquote, like the headliners. Woo. You were, de- you were deadlining. Yeah, <laughs> deadlining, exactly. That's a good term for it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, you know, in, in all of the years that I played, uh, you know, there was like a, I don't know, I, I guess I want to say like a, uh, kind of like a an unwritten rule that as a as a as a band you go there you know you have five acts for the night and you show up and you are you load up your equipment where you have to load it like in a little staging area so it's out of your trailer out of your band whatever fuck it mm-hmm. so it's out of there and then as as a band member to another band that's also in the area. You stay there and you watch the show. You, you don't have to pay attention note for note. You don't have to stand at the stage, but you at least have to stand there. You at least have to be present, and, and at least that's the way I always looked at it. And like uh, you know, if there was if there's three bands in front of me, that means yeah, I'm gonna bullshit with my buddies, but I'm gonna be doing it in front of the stage because I'm I'm at least gonna show that respect to the bands that play before me. And, and in that specific scenario where we played for two people, again, we were the, the, the new term, the deadliners. And, uh, like, after each band played, they loaded up, got the fuck out. Loaded up, <laughs> got the fuck out. Played, loaded up, got the fuck out. So by the, time we were, by the time we were done, like, it was literally two people, sound guy. Sound guy's like, fuck it, I need a beer. And ran off, too. So it was two people. That was it. That was it. And uh, we ended up just like pulling up like some of our our boxes that we that we used to transport like cables and processors and shit like that, and, and we just had a practice. Like we were like, oh hey, let's 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 work on that new song. Let's let's do something here. Let's uh, <laughs> let's run through this again. Oh, you know what? That that didn't work out right. What if we what if we went through this twice and then did this transition part and then you stop i'll play this part and then we all do this and then it'd be great and, and that was that was our entire show it was uh it was very horseshit but oh, that's that, great that's it two people I, <laughs> we played a show with two people so did did uh, uh did you have any really incredible shows when you were out um i mean we played some good shows i a good show nowadays for like a, a small, very small level touring band like us is like, you know, if 30 or 40 people are there, that's like a good show. Um, I mean, we've played, we've played bigger crowds if we play like a festival or something, but um, yeah, we don't, we don't pack places out by any means, but I mean, we've, we've done, we've done it for long enough where we have, some good connections and we know the promoters to go to and cause, cause we trust them and we know that, you know, they're going to bring, bring out a decent crowd. And even if it's not, you know, an amazing amount of people or anything, it's still going to be a fun show. Gotcha. And like, so. um, 
you know, you're playing with all these local bands and stuff like that. I mean, do you run into any really good local bands when you're out playing? Um, yeah. Yeah, you you'd be surprised. There's a lot of a lot of really talented local bands that that just don't really get out of their hometown, you know. And and some do. Um, some have the the drive and the motivation and and they end up doing bigger things but um i can't think of any off the top of my head but it's always really refreshing when you do play a show and the local support is good yeah (laughs) because we all know every one of us knows that sometimes you play with some local bands that it's just it's cringeworthy trying to sit through their set (laughs) <laughs> right right yeah would you, i mean like as far as you know compared to like 10 years ago when we were doing stuff i mean like has the uh has the the talent pool you feel like i mean is the talent level increased i mean do you see a you know better musicians out there than you did back when we were doing it or uh here and there like talent wise Again, you know, Casey's like talking I, about the power bottom. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> like I said, like you'll you'll run across a couple really good bands here and there. I would say mostly bands are just getting better at uh you know, they're they're just they're buying better equipment and uh at least learning how to play tight together. But I mean, it's it's all the same thing, you know. You you hear five of the same band some night, you know. They all sound the same. But I would say that they're they're at least learning how to use their equipment better, and you know, learning how to play together <laughs> better. Because <laughs> you, I mean, I'm sure. Amazed? Uh, well, there there's one band particularly that I'm thinking of now that they were they're they're starting to do bigger things now, but when we played with them, they were just kind of getting their foot in the door and touring and doing little weekend runs and stuff. It's a band called save us from the Archon. I don't know if you've ever listened to them, but uh, they're like a just super shreddy technical instrumental band. Um, and they're, they're just insane. And they, they blew us all away when we saw them we were we were listening to their stuff on the way to the show and we were like there's no way that these guys are going to be good they're going to be so sloppy there there's no way they can play well and then we saw them live and they just played like everything perfectly and it was <laughs> it was amazing um uh, those were the but yeah worst. but i mean huh i said those were the worst like oh uh, when they up when they totally upstage you oh yeah like when you yeah. when like you go on you're like yeah this is a great show and then like the next band plays and you're like oh fuck I gotta get out of here this is the worst thing that ever happened <laughs> yeah that that was definitely one of those moments and we had to go on after them oh and it was it was horrible we were just like we were up there and I think we were like saying from the stage like I I don't know how to do this anymore like that that band before us just killed it yeah but it's cool it's cool for them they're one of those bands that really did actually like get out and you know now they're doing bigger tours and stuff which is awesome nice yeah i don't think 
we have actually mentioned the name of your band yet. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> the band's called Servants. Correct. And if people are looking for your music and stuff like that, where can they go? Uh, ServantsNE.Bandcamp.com uh, is one way. Or just Facebook slash ServantsNE, as in New England. Gotcha. Yeah, there's a. It, it is funny. Like, I think if unless you've unless you've been out and actually done like some of that stuff, you know, played in bands and like seen how some of it works, it's a really funny dynamic. Like the interactions with with other bands, the interactions with like promoters and venues and things like that, and uh, just some of the stuff that you learn like while you're doing it. You know, I remember. Um, when we were when we were still in a band the uh there was a couple of shows that came up that was you know like you'd get an invitation to be on this ticket that you were like no way it's like four nationally touring bands that you've recognized that you've listened to before and you're like holy crap they want they want us to be on it like yeah 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 man uh we'd love to have you guys out all you got to do is pre-sell 20 tickets at 20 bucks a piece yeah and you can do it and you're like oh oh, oh, okay Uh, okay so like you'd start trying to you know you'd start pushing it on myspace because you had myspace at the time you're like man guys we got tickets to this great show blah 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 blah. it's it's only two hours away and it's gonna be fantastic because all these bands gonna be there and you'd sell like you know a ticket to one of your friends the guy that always came along on you know the nerd with the shows and then there's yep. like maybe one other person that was like yeah i've been wanting to go to a show so I'll, I'll, I'll you know i'll come along and then the rest of them you know you talk to the venue like three days beforehand and you're like oh we've only sold pre pre-sold two tickets and they're like well uh you know then you guys are just gonna have to buy the rest of them yeah oh yeah the pay to play. I, I remember <laughs> i remember one one uh one of those times in particular it was that it was some show up in like Fredericksburg, Virginia, and I I don't remember who booked the show in the band. Um, this this was with TPW. Um, I don't I don't remember who exactly agreed to the show, but they said, "Yeah, we have this the show in Fredericksburg that they want us to play," and it was some like kind of semi bigger band. I I can't even remember the name of the band now but um we it it was like right before like christmas break and everybody left like lynchburg obviously college town all our friends who went to shows were you know in in college and like everybody went home and i remember getting a like a packet in the mail and it was like 30 tickets and they're like, you have to sell these 30 tickets to play, otherwise you owe for the tickets that you don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they never give I, you a discounted rate on the ones that you can't sell either. No, no, no of course No, they're not. $25 a piece. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, I remember, like, a- after arguing with the promoter and being like, hey, you know, we're not going to sell these tickets. And he was like, well, you already agreed to the show, so it's either pay up or, you know, don't you know, you either don't play and pay up or you go out and sell tickets. And I, I remember we went, we went up there, like, I don't know. What was Fredericksburg? Like a 
three hour drive or something from Lynchburg. It maybe. was it was a ways, and and it's yeah. through the Blue Ridge, so you either go around the mountains or you go through them. Neither way is good. Oh, yeah. at least you and had the, a nice needless, scenic drive in the middle yeah. of the night when it's foggy. Yeah. <laughs> at least there's no deer. Yeah, no, no deer. deer. <laughs> there's there's no dudes parked on the side fucking. So that's cool. <laughs> None of that. None of it. I found that video. Did you really? There's a yeah. video of that? No. Well, There's a video of driving through. <laughs> yeah, there is. There are plenty of videos of that. You guys videotaped yeah. yourself? I sent you a link. Let me find one. <laughs> yeah. It starts with pornhube.com. Yeah. I definitely but saw that on Cops. It was a sleeper cab on a dangles. truck. Yeah. No, the... Okay, so, quick side story, then we'll let you continue. Uh, when the, the first time that uh, me, Chubbs, and Ian took bikes out to, to Blue Ridge, uh, Chubbs, you were off doing some wedding stuff with, uh, with Chad, and Ian and I, I don't know, we had your truck, and we were driving around. I don't, I don't fucking know what happened, but there was like this 10-minute conversation that we recorded as like we're, we're driving through and like taking video and it it was like just the dumbest shit that's ever spewed out of either one of our mouths and, and one of them was like oh look there's a truck that means that two dudes are fucking or something what the fuck <laughs> you know it was like it was complete bullshit i'm glad you found that we're gonna have to post yeah, that on the, that. Uh, yeah post that on the site or something but uh yeah sorry so that that's that's where that reference comes in it's that <laughs> We were uh, 13-year-olds that were driving around being idiots. But Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Frederick's that, that whole That whole Blue Ridge area gets a little scary. It's... I, did many, I did many overnight drives, uh, you know, back from Mass to, to Lynchburg and stuff, and I would usually go drive through the Blue Ridge Mountains. And I remember stopping at one gas station because I had to pee real bad, and it was just this old guy and his wife that like owned the gas station and they were back there and I, I come in and I'm like, Hey, Hey, can I use the bathroom? And they're like, they just like looked at the bathroom. They didn't say a word. They just like looked at it. Like there it is. Was so it I went West Virginia. I, my, <laughs> no, no, no. This is, this is Virginia. Okay. And, uh, okay. on my way out, there's, you know, loaded shotgun behind the counter and, they're just, you know, probably lived there their entire lives. <laughs> well, they got so much stuff that people would want to steal, you know. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you gotta Peter hold it down. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that area gets real creepy at night. Like it's yeah. great during the day, and then at night you're like, I am, I am freaking alone. It's me and whoever lives in these mountains that hasn't been into town in thirty years. <laughs> it's like wrong oh, turn yeah. out there. But, <laughs> yeah, uh we we booked some uh some awful shows. The venue that yeah. always comes to mind when when uh we think of, when I'm talking about the bad shows is Plan B in uh in Dansville. Danville? Yeah, yeah, you remember that? Yep. And like every show we ever did at this place, there was nobody there. We were just playing to bands. Because Danville is a horrible town. Oh, yeah. That town sucked. It's just <laughs> gross. But they had this venue there, and, like, they would have decent bands through there. 
And I see this was another one where we we did the pay to play thing, but there was like I forget there was like four nationally touring bands on it. It was I know that Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza was there. That'd be sweet. I know uh, from a second story window was there, and then there was a couple other ones oh. that if I if I heard the names I would know them too. But um, yeah, I mean we literally we played for the bands and. That's another rule with shows is like if you're at a metal show, you don't want to be the the not heaviest band there. Like, you know, if you're trying to like stir the crowd yeah. up and stuff like that, like you don't want to be the, you know, if you're playing with a bunch of like death metal, you know, grindcore bands, you don't want to be like a poppy metalcore band. Oh, yeah. I remember many a shows that we played where, I mean, well, okay, during during my last uh, my last band, we had a female fronted, uh, we had a female vocalist, so people would see like, oh, it's a female, it's going to be something light and breezy, don't worry about it, and put us with just the most bullshit combination of other people, ever. Uh, but yeah, that's again. That's that's something that you know. If you haven't if you haven't ever played live before, that's something you don't realize. It's like there can be very horrible pairings, very very horrible. <laughs> and yeah. like the guys that book the shows can be really off the wall too. Oh yeah, they don't like, give a fuck. They 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 don't. You know, they're not gonna be in a band, but they still want to be in the in the circle. So they're like the the show booking guy it really like a, a lot of them it seems like their thing is just being the guy that has an in at shows and like they they might not do anything to promote it or anything like that they might like you get there and there's no pa system and stuff like that but like as long as there's a show and there's people showing up this guy's happy you know ian did you ever were, were you were you still in that that last iteration of our band when we had to deal with uh, Fat Paul, Paulie. No, thankfully oh, no. God, he he was the uh, the fucking jackass that wanted us to play that shit show at Emerald Theater, but he had to be three hundred plus pounds, <laughs> and he was That's he my was kind a of woman. Yeah, he was a he was a quote unquote uh, promoter, concert promoter. Which means he just called all these various bands and said, "Hey, sell tickets! Hey, sell tickets! I've rented this place out." Um, but yeah, he was just a massive fuck of a human, and always had a towel around his neck because he was constantly sweating. Like that's how fat he was. His <laughs> <laughs> fucking fat Paul. He just he just and, sweated at ambient temperature. Yeah, he just and, had like a continual glaze. Yeah, and and. And Falk, I know once you listen to this, you'll remember that fat piece of shit. But <laughs> yeah, we we had to deal with him on like numerous occasions. We we had to like like the first time that we ever met him and and had to like go pick up our tickets that we had to sell. Like we had to meet him at like this shithole house in Detroit and and pick up these tickets so that we could sell them. Like, dude, fucking UPS, USPS, anything. I don't want to fucking drive here. And especially because, like, we were, we were from, I don't know, 45, an hour away. So, I mean, that, that wasn't A, our scene. That wasn't our crowd. None of the above. 
but yeah, he was a he was a fat piece of shit uh, with a really shitty house, and I'm I'm sure Mike is gonna remember more horrible things that I don't remember about him. But yeah, he was a despicable fat piece of shit. <laughs> this. Well, you tell us how you really feel about him. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, he doesn't pull punches. No, I'm generally not one to mince words. Crabby old uh, Uncle D. <laughs> yeah, Nick Knopfinger, you can eat my dick. <laughs> Dude, that's like four <laughs> episodes in a row you've ripped on this Nick guy. Yeah, I, well, I wasn't on last episode. Guess the next time you go in for an emergency surgical procedure. <laughs> I hope so. I hope you can find him. Uh, he's probably in jail. So uh, as long as they have Skype on, like those uh, like phones that go through the glass, as long as you have that, then yeah, you can probably talk to him. Have him on. He'll... You just go in there once a week and taunt him, like, <laughs> yeah. like just mash your sack up against the window. <laughs> yeah, give him the all pressed fruit bowl. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, dude? The you goat. like bricks? You like bricks? What this? <laughs> I like them apples, asshole. So Jesse, like, what's the what is yeah, like the craziest thing that's happened to you guys on tour? Ah oh, man, some of the like real traumatic stuff I try to try to block out. Um, <laughs> it's it's that traumatic. Well, there's this. I tend to forget a lot of stuff, like a lot of the little crazy things that happen that are like actually scary situations and like people will talk about it like a little while later and i'll be like i don't remember that at all i think that's just a defense mechanism <laughs> like i just forgot about it <laughs> dig deep dig deep i want to hear it yeah that's that's how you uh, dealt with molestation right, this... so <laughs> well almost <laughs> there's this one sketchy time um do you remember that do you remember anirin yeah Casey? i remember that name uh, Wait, yeah, it, start that again. The band Aniran. I don't know if you guys would, would ever was, hear about them, but was that Dan so and so? Dan Garcia was that him that was in that band? Yeah, he was in that band for a little bit. That's right. Okay, so this uh, is Smiley uh, Dan, the nicest guy alive. Is right. this a Virginia band, a local band? They were it... Maryland. They were from Maryland. Okay, so kind of but, uh, kind of touring. Yeah, they, I mean they were actually touring a lot of you know, quite a few years ago. And I did one tour with them filling in on guitar and, Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. And, uh, they, this was back in the MySpace days when, you know, you could, you could book, book shows through MySpace like pretty easily. And we, we needed a, to fill a date in like Louisiana. And Ooh, that's, that's trouble. so the guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the guy booking the tour, like, put up a MySpace thing, you know, asking if anybody could could book us a show in Louisiana, you know, whether it was a house show or whatever the case. And this girl gets back to him and is like, yeah, my dad has a, a garage. We have shows there all the time. I can set up a show for you. So we're like, great. We got a show in Louisiana. Um day the show comes we get the address we we drive there and we drive like we're on this regular main road for a little while gps takes us down this like slightly sketchy dirt road and then it just takes us like off road down this like crazy dirt road <laughs> in the middle of nowhere and then we're driving through a trailer park 
and it the GPS says like you've arrived at your destination and we pull up to the driveway and it's this old guy with a mullet this like younger scene looking girl um, her sister and her mom are all standing outside and there's nobody else there and uh, we get out start talking to him <laughs> and the dad comes up and he's like he's like yeah my my daughter said that uh, you're supposed to have a show tonight well she didn't tell me until yesterday and I'm working on my car in the garage so you know we can't we can't do this show and he's just like he's talking to us he, he's actually a really nice guy he was like being buddy buddy with us and he was telling us how he rocks out in his church band and all this stuff and um, he goes he goes yeah well me and her mom are divorced Even she's there by the way the mom was at the house she's like me, me and her mom are divorced but um you can go do the show at at their house like play in the backyard or something they they have they live on an acre of land you guys can set up rock out nobody's gonna hear you it'll be great so at this point we have no other options so we're like oh, okay sounds good <laughs> so we follow we follow the girl her mom and her sister to her mom's house which is in another trailer park. What what did their car look like? I don't know. He was working on some old muscle car or something <laughs> in the garage. Just say Trans Am. Yeah, it's <laughs> Trans Am. 80s Trans Am. Mom drives a Pontiac. We can no. almost guarantee that. <laughs> they they hopped onto their uh, their riding lawnmower and just uh, <laughs> slow putted their way out. <laughs> so, anyways, we're we're at this at this trailer park again and they do not live on an acre of land they live on a plot of land in a trailer park and she's like she's like all right i gotta text all my friends and tell them to come and she's like why don't you come inside so we go inside the mom's like being really nice and hospitable we're at this point we're like we just need to go. We just need to make up an excuse and go. Dude, so, I've State seen shit. this porn before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is just like Red State. <laughs> well, it gets better because we get inside and she's like, um, it, it, it start, there's a bunch of cloud cover at this point. It looks like it's about to downpour. So we're like, oh, you know, it doesn't look like the show's going to work out. You know, we can't play outside. Our equipment will get damaged. And she goes, um, to the other guitarist in the band, under her breath, she goes, "You can play in my room naked." And we were like, "Oh my All god, right, we we need to get out of here <laughs> right now." So the mom's like trying to be really nice and hospitable and like all this stuff, and she's like, "Come on in, you know, we have family visiting. Come meet everybody." And god. all the while, there's like these neighborhood kids running in. In, in in the house or the trailer they're like staring at us and then they're running back out and then like more kids would come and it, it was just super awkward and the 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 family it was like her cousins or something were were there and they were talking to us about this like you know place in texas that we never want to go because you know i i don't know we'd get 
butt fucked or something if he stopped there. <laughs> like, he was like, he was like, you don't want to go there. And uh, so we're just like, all right, we need to get out of here, anything. So we're like, oh, uh, you know, it started to rain at that point. So we're like, all right, it's raining. We can't play. We need to go. And the girl's like, no, 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 no. You can play in the living room. We're like, no, no, we can't. Like, we, we can't. She, and so she's just trying everything to, like, keep us there. And How old we're is this just girl? Try- she's, like, 18, 17, 18. She was, she was like, younger. And she was, just try- oh she was just being weird. And so finally, like, one of the dudes asked where the bathroom is. And he pretends to, like, take a phone call and goes in the bathroom and comes out. And he's, like... He's like, hey guys, uh, weirdest thing just happened. Like, we got, we're, we're playing like super early tomorrow, and the promoter wants us to get there like really early. It, we had a show in like Texas the next day or something. She, and he's like, I, I don't know. I think we need to leave now. Like, I, I don't think we're gonna make it if we don't, if we don't go now. So we were, and that was our out. They bought it. Oh <laughs> we, <my God. laughs> we just left. We just got in the van and peeled out on the way out. Oh, so that that's bad. Yeah. That's a great story. <laughs> yeah. You could yeah. you could play in my room naked. You you can play in my room naked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I called it. I said Am I'm I saw, being too subtle for porn. you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. That's that's incredible. Louisiana so, is a weird place. And, like, it's yeah, not a bad like, place. I really don't like mind or- Louisiana, but it's just very strange. New Orleans is, is cool. I've been there a few times, and New Orleans is awesome. Yeah. And then every, everything outside of that is just weird. And Texas is super weird, too. Like, Oh, I hate Texas. I, I hate Texas, too. <laughs> I've never been anywhere in Texas that I was like, this is a place I could come back to again. Austin, Texas is probably the only place that I liked in Texas. I've heard Austin's good. San Antonio's pretty decent, too. Uh, I've never been there, but... Yeah, Austin, Texas is cool, but everywhere else is just a butthole. It was funny, the other day we went to a... I was was traveling with a guy, which I'm always by myself, but this week I was traveling with a dude. And uh, we were in Midland, Texas. So... We decided to go to a movie one night because there's nothing else to do there. I mean, there's nothing there. We asked them, we're like, what do you guys do for fun? And they're like, well, uh, the kids play football. And uh, <laughs> if you're too old to play football, you watch football. And that's it. Like, th- there's nothing there. It's just a barren wasteland. Nothing there but, like, oil derricks and, and uh, people waiting to die. So we go yeah. to this, we go to the theater, and uh, we went to Hell or High Water, which is awesome. If you haven't seen it, go see it. It's a great movie. But anyways, we're we're watching this. It's like the beginning of the movie, and it's showing like this dried up, dirty little town. Everything looks crappy. You know, they're kind of like emphasizing that aspect of it, right? Who who paid for the movie? We both paid our own way. Oh, we going d- Dutch. We All right, Dutch, so. Yeah. So what about uh what about dinner? Did you go to dinner first? I think he paid for dinner. Oh <laughs> shit. Here it comes. All right. But really keep the going, company paid for dinner. 
So, anyways, like this show in this dirty. Hole in the bottom of the popcorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, there wasn't anybody in the theater. I didn't, we didn't even have to disguise it. But so they're showing this dirty, dried up old town and stuff like that. And I elbow the kid, and I'm like, "This looks like Midland." And then it zooms out, and right on the side of one of the buildings, it says Midland State Bank. <laughs> and we just like lost it in the theater. It was great, but it, the movie was all centered around that part of Texas. We just happened to be watching it in that part of Texas. You lost it, huh? Yeah. Sounds very. Sounds very passionate. We snickered for a minute. Sounds very passionate. I yeah. like that. Just a fun little giggle. Uh huh. <laughs> the first time it's a fun little giggle. Second time you're just gay. Yeah. Well, uh, so Jesse and I. Okay, so we met in weird circumstances. As weird as ours? No, that was okay. weirder. That was weirder. But we've been over that before. Yeah, yeah. Jesse and I met. I don't even know how it wound up this way, but uh, I met Jesse because we just happened to move into the same apartment together, basically. He well, knew some of the more... same people as I did, and boom it it was more like i needed a place to live and tito told everybody in the apartment that i was moving in (laughs) (laughs) so it was me and and our friend tito which dude tito would be a great guest sometime we're gonna get him on here but do you have a have a bleep button (laughs) yeah we might have to do that tito tito's probably i think he's a card carrying trump voter so that tells you anything great dude Anyways, it was me and Tito, and then this guy, his name was Kenneth. We called him Oscar for some reason. I think Tito just decided to call him Oscar. That was his real name. Was that? His real name name was Kenneth? Yeah, you didn't even know that it was. (laughs) I don't even (laughs) You lived with him for like half a year. You don't know his name? I just knew him as Oscar. But anyways, Oscar, Kenneth, Oscar... Oscar had a pretty serious girlfriend at the time. And by serious, I mean they were courting each other hard on Facebook. Like, every day, like, I can't wait to walk down the aisle with you, my beautiful bride. and I can't wait to be the best wife in the world to the best husband in the world. Like, just sickening, right? And those two really liked Tito, and they were really excited about living alone with Tito in this apartment. (laughs) <laughs> then Tito invites me in, and they do not want me there at all. Ooh. So I'm there like all of a sudden. They don't like me there. Then Tito invites Jesse in, and they really didn't want Jesse there. <laughs> and uh, we're not, not uh, very uh, polite about it. Like, they were very rude to uh, to the both of us, but especially Jesse. Jesse, you were basically just living on the couch, pretty much, weren't you? Yeah. But, yep, uh, that was my home. Yeah, we had a, we had a great time. We should have moved I in will... together after that, too. I should have stuck with you and Sam. Yeah, <laughs> I remember waking up to, to many handwritten notes on how to do uh you know keep up the house written by the girl that didn't even live there oh yeah if that's not aggressive 
that was oh, that man. was somewhat frustrating extreme. when somebody who doesn't even live there or pay rent writes you a note telling you you need to load the dishwasher differently. You're just like, oh. <laughs> but uh, they were also like real religious, these two. So, you know, there was um, very strict boundaries about what really religious people in that area did while dating, right? You know, you had to keep everything very kosher. So, one night, Jesse and I stay up super late i think we watched like a tupac documentary or something like that if i remember <laughs> yeah. right and i mean it's like four in the morning three thirty, four in the morning and we're sitting in the living room watching this thing and all of a sudden the door opens who is holding the popcorn <laughs> <laughs> probably jesse at that point oh you yeah, stud. that's, that's but, how i got away without paying any rent <laughs> <laughs> by the the sweat of his brow if you know what i mean yeah it's a little extra butter on that corn <laughs> so like the door opens and we're like what the heck and in walks Lindsay, and she just like she looked caught like when we saw her she walks in and she just stops and just stares at us and we're like hello Lindsay. what uh what are you doing here she's like i don't i i uh, uh, i have to study <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was any penetration, but I think they were they were grinding each other to completion every night. Jed to uh, study anatomy. Yeah. Okay. Hey, you know that happens. If you don't take your jeans off, it's not a sin. So, <laughs> you know, if you just if you just you know basically rub each other crotch crotch regions until uh, no hands though. Just so crotch just to crotch. Yeah, yeah. Basically, basically <laughs> you you just scissor your way to completion. That's uh that's the acceptable form of uh that's that's heavy petting, that's what that is. You didn't know it, but it's it's scissoring <laughs> in jeans. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> oh man. So uh yeah, dude, you were a and you were a cook at one point too, weren't you? Uh, for a brief time, yeah. I did. I worked at that. I don't know. One of the, I forget the name of the restaurant, but it's one of those restaurants in Lynchburg. I just as a line cook. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't do anything crazy. There was there was like uh, a few of those places that people just kind of got passed around to. Like, everybody worked at Texas Roadhouse at one point or another. Oh, yeah. Everybody or worked ups Yeah, Buffalo Wild Wings, everybody worked there at one point or another. Yep. Including yep. these two douchebags. Yeah. That's how I met my uh, my pal and uh, superior, Mr. Uh, Mister Igor, over there. Oh, yeah? Yep. He's, that's I heard muted, I heard He's muted absolute... himself by now. Yeah. <laughs> the lack of a retort is straight up evidence that that's what happened. <laughs> I think he's falling asleep. Old old what? age has gotten to him. No, I missed Wait. it. I, I didn't oh. hear what was going on. A door was open, so I didn't I didn't actually hear it. Wait, a door was open? Yeah, super creaky door. Fuck you. I creaky doors. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys, doors open, brains off. Good night. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> I missed it. Yeah, something about B-dubs? Yeah, cool. B-dub sucks. <laughs> Fuck that place. <laughs> that's, that's how we were saying it. We were this, just uh, waiting for an official statement. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. finally. Yeah, I was bossing it at B-dubs. Uh, yeah, B-dubs is a place where anybody, no matter what, can become a manager. You can be 17 and manage people. Were manage you a bar. 17? No, I was... Uh, yeah, like 19 or 20 or something. Yeah, I think I was... Yeah, I was 20. Yeah. 20, 21, I think. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't sucked. think I know anybody who particularly enjoyed their time working at at that restaurant. You know... I, I haven't heard any good things. I, I didn't mind it, just because, like, once I, once I got, like, into the into the knowing mentality of like how bullshit that job was it, it was very convenient like you take someone's drink order you give them a beer done you take their food order and some other asshole brings it out done you go back do you need another beer no good yes good great done give them a bill get them the fuck out of there i, I would have liked working there because i'd be i'd be straight up dunking all day Taking, taking my fingers to Sauce Town. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that would work because you actually have to be attentive to tables and you can't do that when you're shitting your brains out every five minutes. <laughs> Which I think is uh, will be your, would be your primary downfall. When I was a waiter, I used to just stand in the back. There was like a little corner and uh, it was right next to the fry cooker thing. So I would just stand at the back and eat fries all day. You just dip your hand in and nibble it off. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, I just like coat it in salt and then just lick it. <laughs> oh man, that's horrible. You're dumb. I ate a lot of ice cream too because we were an ice cream shop. So that was a bunch of that. Did you ever come? No, you would have been. You, I was go, already quit by the time you. Uh, you came down there, but I would again. That Casey's ice cream talking shop. about being a power bottom. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah. Lynchburg was a fun town. It was a lot of fun there. Oh yeah, I mean, I I had a lot of fun there, mo- mostly because I didn't even go to school there. So yeah, that's I the just, way to I do it. To re- I got to reap all the benefits of having fun, but had to put in no work at all. <laughs> that's solid. Yeah. That's a solid strategy right there. I I had a tech a technician at uh Honda of Grand Blank, right? And uh he kind of did the same thing like he didn't he didn't really want to go to college, so he just moved down with his friends when they went to college. They went to Bob Jones uh which oh, is notoriously so strict, right? Yeah. I mean, just crazy levels of conservative religious worse than liberty. Oh yeah, by a long shot. Like dress codes and you know all sorts of things like that. But this guy, his friends were going there, so he he just lived in their dorm room, and he got away with it for like three semesters. Really? Yeah. How did he get away with that? He just he just sneak in the window after they did the room checks or whatever, and you know anytime during the day, like nobody really batted an eye at him being there, so. Yeah, it took him like like three semesters to realize that he was living there and wasn't paying tuition. 
I knew these kids at Liberty that went to uh, Pensacola. Oh, that's the worst. That's that's the worst out of all of them. Yeah, like, they literally have different colored sidewalks for men and women because you can't can't walk down the street next to a female. Yep. Awesome. if you want to if you want to talk to a girl you have to go to like the courtship hall and there's like a sponsor that sits with you while you guys talk to make sure that you don't do anything inappropriately yeah is this uh uh isis sponsored school (laughs) yeah basically it's like christian isis they read your emails too what yeah so i know i know i have like a friend of a friend who went there and yeah, they were telling a story about how like they monitor your emails so you know you're not talking to somebody of the opposite sex. It's wow. that bad. That's insane. Yep. So, how how did you end up at, at Liberty? You did you do you you didn't go to school there, right? No, I had okay. uh, my my best friend went to school there, and I. I had graduated high school and I was just like, fuck it. I want to get out of here. So I had, didn't really have any other options. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go where my friends are. And yeah, just moved down there and got hooked up with a pretty, pretty good friend group down there. And turns out I knew a lot of people down there already, like Tito and stuff like Casey. I knew Tito before. Oh, I didn't Uh, realize that. Yeah, I had met him a few times. Like we, because uh, he, I think, I'm pretty sure he went to, like Sam's youth group, like back in the day. And I, I met him a few times there. And when I came down, um, I didn't know he was going to school there. And he ended up being on Sam's hall, which is in your hall, which is even crazier. Yeah. So, see, Sam and I were in the same dorm. That's how we ended up meeting. So he's somebody. He's another one that we got to have on the show at some point. Yeah, we need to have like a all-out New England edition. Just <laughs> yeah. have like Sam and Tito, and and just argue politics with Tito. Oh my <laughs> gosh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, that I'm sounds totally like a shit down show. for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of politics, just a quick note. Um, I guess one of our conspiracy theories from last week has been refuted because it looks like Hillary is still alive. Oh. Unless the body double is just doing a, a smash-up job. I heard she just shed. I just, I just heard she shed her exoskeleton. <laughs> right. this time. Her, her reptilian body. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is like, one. She had to go find a sharp rock so she could grind her old skin <laughs> off. <laughs> had to go find a heat lamp or something. She was getting a little cold. Yeah. <laughs> Got to do oh. some sunning. All right, so we're we're getting close to an hour, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have a little round table discussion, and uh, Ian, we're gonna start with you because a I I know what your answer is already, uh, but uh, b you you've been sleeping this whole time, so I'm I'm gonna wake you up a little bit. Just been listening. Okay. Well, in in your brief stint as a as a live musician. What is your worst experience? Uh, the whole thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate playing shows. I hate it. Okay. 
Like, I don't mind jamming out. I like to jam out. I like to play music. I hate doing shows. That that was it's like the... The, 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 like, stage fright aspect? They're just loading no, in and loading out? Because I don't really even get that so much. I guess maybe a little bit, but I just hate it. Something <laughs> about it. Just, I detest it. Which is weird, because you love music. Yeah. I just don't want to play it for anybody. Fuck them. I don't want to play music for them. <laughs> okay. That that wasn't the answer I expected, honestly. I can't... I don't know. What's... Uh, I mean, I can't in particular think of... Uh, worst experience. Okay. Here, here's, here's three things that come to mind. Uh, a... Uh, when I was in a band with Ian, uh, he sat kind of in the middle of our practice area, and it was in a basement, and it was summertime, so we all had like fans that would be blowing around, and Ian had this luscious Patrick Swayze hair that would just Dude. blow in the wind. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, just his his golden I bet locks. You really just... looked like Mowgli then. Yeah, it was very <laughs> fine. My hair is very fine. Well, <laughs> that yeah, yeah, yep. That's all I'll say about that. That was it. Well, you were in the, a basement and he even had long hair. That's a whole well, story. It turned into a whole shit show of people putting a fan on my fucking hair. Blow <laughs> <laughs> on my hair. Which no, that wasn't like my most hated time. That was one of my favorite times. Yeah, you got to get a fan right in your commercial. face. Right, and uh, everybody got to see my hair. <laughs> yeah. I just conditioned it. Tresemme. Uh, Ooh la la. The the second one I was thinking of is you nearly chopping off part of your finger, super gluing it back on, and then having to play a show. Yeah, but the only bad part about that was playing a show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well again, this is this is my recollection of your worst moments. Yeah, uh, I did. I sliced off the end of my finger, super glued it on, and then we did a show like what, two days later? Yeah. Some, something like that. I think Mike did the same thing before, too. He he exactoed part of his thumb off or something. Um, but number three was the Amazonian whore. That, oh, uh, that was it. That was the yeah. worst. This nine-foot-tall, stupid woman was roller skating around the machine shop. Roller skating because she's part of the stupid fucking roller derby guy. Yeah. Group of... All right, yeah, group of people. Uh, I'll drop the big one there. Um, she she wanted to breed you. Yeah, she decides that she's gonna trip up because she's wearing fucking roller skates in a bar. She decides to uh, skate right by me, trips up, and just blasts me in the fucking ankle. <laughs> Out for the season. She was. Oh. She was off the no, roller I circuit. Was. Oh, no, I was. Oh, you were off the roller. I was out of the circuit. She <laughs> shattered my fucking ankle. Yeah, I mean that that metabolized in a few different times too because uh, it, it never fully healed. No. Like uh, we had uh, Nash's wedding and we were playing basketball and shit. And you're like, oh my ankle! <laughs> I, uh. I rolled the piss out of it wearing dress shoes playing basketball. <laughs> Do you ever get do you ever get pukey at the sight of roller skates now or do you have like a fear? Just just rage. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute rage. That was the stupidest yeah, that okay, that was the worst situation. 
I hate that the, woman. I hate her. The Amazonian whore. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, well, I'm lightly. I'm not even speaking the words that I want to. That, that's that's the. Kind. That's the uh, that's the response that I that I anticipated. I didn't I didn't know you're gonna just wean her out and be like I didn't like any of it. No, no, I I enjoyed no, I it. I enjoyed it because I enjoyed the group. But uh, no, that stupid whore, she can go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, all right. Oh man, now you got me all pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> the old man all hot and bothered. And have to take oh, some Metamucil man. so he can go to bed. Man, it... Half an hour ago. Oh my gosh. I hope she tears her ACL. <laughs> what about you, Chubbs? What's your worst? Oh, man. Um, well, one time... Jeez. There was, there was quite a few bad shows, but like... There was this one time that it was a band in Lynchburg that started up like overnight. It was like this ragtag group of the ugliest kids. Ever. <laughs> 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 and, uh, I don't. I. I'm sure you were around at this point, Jesse. But uh, I. And I can't remember what they called themselves. They weren't together very long, but they begged us to play this show at at their church. And. Man, they were so weird. They were like just off the wall, really strange. They were local Virginia folk, you know. <laughs> okay. And uh, real Virginians. Yeah, and we played this show with them at at a church that was right by the campus. It was like, okay, Jesse, you know the road that you? T- I, th- I think it was twenty nine that you took to go to our apartment. Yeah. This church was like right as you were getting out of town. This church was on the left-hand side of the road. Okay. But, um, okay, so we're going to go play with them, right? So we, we get there. They got this show booked and everything. And, like, uh, the one, two of them were playing out of practice amps from Guitar Center. Like, the oh, comes with yeah. the, uh, the Squire guitar. Like the single 8-inch single speaker. The Line 6 Spider. Yeah, with like the the four hundred presets and the yeah, yeah. All I mean, they were, like they were like tiny little yeah shoebox amps, and then um, the PA system was just a speaker with a microphone coming out of it. I mean, that was it. And so we played with them, and it wasn't so much that the show was really bad, but from that point on, dude, they were just latched onto us like constantly texting and calling and all this stuff and the one kid in particular was the guitar player dude he for some reason he just had just a raging hard on for me <laughs> and he he wanted to hang out all the time and he kept bothering me to hang out with him. come hang out with me or whatever i think his name was Derek. this is casey's 10th story about being the power bottom go on yeah yeah yeah, yeah it's a recurring theme in my life yeah, <laughs> but knows his way around a penis. <laughs> no way around it. Just take it head on. <laughs> so this kid Derek, like he he keeps bothering me to go hang out with. Okay, all right, I'll hang out with you. Yeah, um, you know, meet me at my apartment, which was the apartment that we lived in together. Yeah, this is before me though. No, before you were, you were there, but I, I don't know if you 
I don't know if you would remember this kid. One of the kids in the band was a big fat kid with kind of like a cleft palate type thing going on. Oh my right. god! And uh, so this Derek kid, he shows up at the at the apartment, and he's like, "Oh, come on, dude, come on, we'll uh, we'll go uh, we'll go hang out." So I got in his car with him, which was a mistake, right? So first of all, he wants to show me his paintball gun, which he has in the in the trunk. His so pants. He, he just pulls off on the side of the road and like wants to shoot this paintball gun off the side of the road off a of 29. I'm like, dude, I don't think we're supposed to be doing this. This is weird. Like, what are we doing? So we did that. Then he wanted to go to the mall. <laughs> and I was like, okay, all right, I guess we can go to the mall. I don't know what for. And he's like, yeah, let's just go to the mall and hang out. Okay, so we went to the mall, and he just wanted to, like, hang out in front of Hot Topic. That's what he wanted to do. And so we did that for a while, and I'm like, hey, dude, man, I, got, I really got to study. Um, if you could take me back, that would probably be good. So he's like, oh, no, 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 come on, let's just hang out some more. Let's hang out some more. Let's go drive around. So I, anyways, in the course of the thing, I, I had him go pick up my buddy, Ryan, right? So now Ryan's in the car with us. And I keep pestering this kid like, hey, man, I really got to get back. I really got to get back. And, like, finally after – I mean, I was with him all day doing nothing. And he finally took me back, and he was mad. Like, he was really mad that I was getting out of – that I was leaving. And um, it was just – You guys just, broke up? Yeah, I, it felt that way. It was a really <laughs> weird situation. And then they kept bothering us to play with them and, hey, let us on to the show with you guys and all this stuff. And I, it was just bad. I hated it. Huh. Much like that story. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a fun <laughs> It's not a fun story. It's not a fun experience. It was all bad. Oh, man. Uh, I, think, I think my worst story is also – well, there's, there's the, the one story where we played with two people that that sucked um but there was uh another story which was the best and the worst and uh that that sign of respect that i was talking about earlier we were one of the last bands to go on we were at this place in uh like warren or something like that playing a show out there and you know i'm i'm standing towards the back of like the the floor area watching the band that's going on like before us or or whatever you know just doing the doing the proper thing that i i should have been doing and i'm just standing there and i'm talking to to somebody else next to me and this drunk dude that was in love with the band that was currently playing band gets done playing uh, like a song or something so there's like a you know 30 second little interval while they're retuning doing whatever they have to do and he comes walking back through the floor and uh, like right towards me and he burped right in my face like this <laughs> drunk piece of shit and then like gave me like that hard shoulder as he walked by I was like what the fuck is this what the fuck did I do to this piece of shit what the fuck what what the fuck? I'm all pissed off. So I go back over to like my table. I'm getting the fuck out of there because I don't want to deal with that piece of shit again. So I go back over to like the table where the rest of the band is and all the people that we brought. And I'm 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 over there looking distressed. I'm like, what the fuck? What what the this what I what I 
what the f- what? And so everyone's like, well, what the fuck's going on with you? I was like, dude, that 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 drunk piece of shit over there. I'm pointing to him. That drunk piece of shit over there just fucking burped in my face and then gave me the fucking hard shoulder as he walked by. And everyone's like, why the fuck did he do that? And I was like, I don't, I don't fucking know, dude. I was just standing there. I was watching these fucking douchebags play their shit ass music. I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm just standing there. So whatever. They get done with their show, and and uh, our bassist, his his family, is a uh, uh, a large large family unit uh, of I, I want to say eighteen. Um, large black farmers and as weird as that sounds that's very accurate a big family if... of black farmers yes yes Dude, great people yes huh. the the absolute nicest people you'll ever meet uh so at any rate you know in, in my bitching and stuff like that you know they're like oh man that guy's that guy's a fucking piece of shit and i'm like i know right right in my face what the fuck <laughs> uh so whatever they the shitty band gets off the stage. Drunk guy's still having a good time, wandering around the bar, whatever. We get on stage, get everything hooked together, and we start playing our show. And I, uh, I, I used to wear like this, uh, this mask. So, fucking drunk dude. He he didn't realize who I was once I was on stage, but he fucking loved us. He fucking loved us, and he was he was right in front of me the whole time. Just burping on your feet? Oh, just fucking pounding that fist. He was having the world's best time, and we were, you know, we were fucking rocking out and shit. And then came uh, the bassist's family, which, uh, let's see, Joe was maybe 300 pounds but he was a very sturdy 300 pounds not not a fat 300 pounds and he used to help us carry our equipment out because we we practice in the basement so and he could carry he, it all in one trip yes he would grab absolutely everything that we owned and like just put it in one arm and just carry it up and we'd be like oh thanks dude thanks but it, him and uh you know his buddies that are also there they're like oh hey there's there's fucking drunk face there look at this piece of shit so they would start from the back of the floor and run up towards the stage, which was about, uh, I'd say maybe chest height if you're a, a six-foot human. Maybe maybe like a diaphragm area, maybe four feet up, something like that. And they ran into this drunk fuck at maximum speed and just <laughs> doubled him over the stage. Just kind of heimlicked him, huh? Oh, yeah. I mean, just annihilated him. And then he got back up and he was like, what the hell? Blah, blah, blah. And then on came member number two that was like, bam, hit him again. And then on came member number three, bam, hit him again. So this dude, I'm, I'm sitting here playing, having now the time of my fucking life. Because douchebag burped in my face, and he is just getting his shit tore the fuck up right in front of me. I mean, they were just annihilating him. So the bouncers eventually came out, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And then there's all, like, these these giant people that were just having a good time. And they're like, oh, we're, we're not going to stop you. We're just going to grab this drunk dude and, and, like, pull him away so that you stop killing him. And and so the the bouncer like grabbed this dude and kind of like escorted him 
outside so that the uh, the people that we brought would stop uh, disassembling him over the stage. But yeah, that that was that was probably one of like the best and the worst stories right there. So, a because I got burped in the face, but B sweet sweet revenge. <laughs> so we went to that uh, we went to that show the other day. It was um, Twelve Foot Ninja and Seven Dust, right? Oh yeah, and. I'd never been to this venue in Wichita before, but it's called the Cotillion, and it must be like a roller skating rink part-time. It was really cool, actually. It's like a domed roof, and they got a big stage set up and everything. Really cool. But uh, it was a a very interesting crowd. I mean, I think some farm folk from the the West came in for the show. But uh, there was one guy there that was just... I mean, he was so drunk, and he was just annoying, because he was, I think this guy was loud and obnoxious anyways, but then he was wasted, so he was, like, you know, just pushing people all over the place, and he, like, you know, elbowed his way to the front of the crowd so that he could flip the bird at the lead singer for, like, five minutes straight. I mean, he's just annoying, and (laughs) he got thrown out. But uh, he was just about to get that same treatment. Like, everybody was at capacity with this guy. And, uh, yeah, it was... They had a lot of bouncers at this place. And, dude, they, 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 they pat you down before you go in. Which is yeah. weird. Is that a new thing? I mean, is that something it that is. happens? It is. Uh, the last show that I went to, which was uh, Purity Ring in Royal Oak, like, I couldn't even bring my my carabiner which has my keys on it they thought things were going to get violent at the purity ring show right (laughs) (laughs) but a lot of hardened gang gang bangers listen to purity ring yeah totally all the weird yeah canadians aren't they canadian i don't know whatever regardless (laughs) yeah but i had to i had to go back to my truck and drop off my keys because i had a carabiner like i'm gonna like open it up and like Pastor, P- I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even fucking know, but yeah, but yeah, that's a new thing. Maybe he just hated carabiners. Maybe it's the sure sign of a of a douchebag. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> carabiner is like a, that's like a, a soft wallet chain. <laughs> I don't know soft why. Wallet. <laughs> I've just, I've had, uh, I've had my keys on carabiners for so long. It, it, it it's transferred from like. 30 different cars that I've owned it's just it's natural now whatever Uh, Jesse I still rock a a carabiner yeah well it's very practical solidarity yeah yeah (laughs) I use one I just don't I don't even think twice about it now I just that's where my keys go yeah well I mean people that don't use carabiners are kind of douchebags they're like okay got my carabiner got my tampons okay I'm ready to go (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Jesse, I'm assuming that your your Texas story is probably your worst story. Uh, yeah. Either that or the time that we played a homeschool graduation. <laughs> Whoa. What? That's a thing? Apparently, man. All right, all right. Let this this is this is the wrap up of the show, so this better be a good one, so let her rip. Well, I mean homeschool graduation is kind of the hook it gets a little (laughs) the story isn't all that exciting as you can imagine but (laughs) the fact that we played a homeschool graduation it was 
it was the most it was the most awkward situation I've ever been in. But I mean, how? Yeah, that that's a good question. How, how many, many people? people... Okay, so the way that they set it up is it, it was for this girl. Um, she's graduating high school a lady. and <laughs> a lady, and her dad <laughs> wanted to her dad wanted to do something special for her, and she there were a couple hardcore bands that she really really liked, and uh, so he booked us and. I was gonna this. say you were you were the dumbest ones to reply to that. <laughs> I mean, he offered to pay us, so yeah, like, okay. so I mean, but that he he things. really he really talked it up. Here's the thing: is he was like, uh, he's like, we're gonna have like a ceremony for her, and we'll have a bunch of food, and all her uh, like all these people from the church will be there, and then. Uh, after the ceremony, most of the older people will leave and all her youth group friends will be there and we'll just have like a, you know, like a, a party for the younger, younger crowd. And it, it didn't go that way at all. It was, um, it was the ceremony and then we ate and then a couple families stuck around and like a couple friends stuck around and we played we were good we were the opening band and then her her fave all-time favorite band was was going to be playing afterwards and so we played and like 10 seconds into the first song i like kicked my cable and broke it like one of my instrument cables so we had to stop and uh i was just like well uh that's that's what we sound like if you guys want to leave i don't blame you and like all the families left so like <laughs> you just gave them a 10 second preview so they could get out <laughs> every yeah everybody who is like older than like 16 left <laughs> so, it was, i mean it was weird though cuz like all the there were a bunch of families and they had young kids and like babies and and they were they were just having none of it and uh so then we just played to like her her parents and like four of her friends and both bands had to do that and uh yeah we still joke about it with that other band to this day they're just like yo remember that homeschool show that we played (laughs) (laughs) Remember the low point of our career when we all contemplated suicide? Yeah. Yeah. Remember when we vowed to give up music? Hey, if you're a if you're a Christian band, uh youth group shows are not a bad thing. At least when we were playing together. I remember we played a couple that were actually really fun because Yeah. Younger kid like the younger the audience, the less they care about looking stupid. So they get really into things. Exactly. Especially if you're a awkwardly or socially awkward homeschool kid who doesn't know how to act at a heavy show <laughs> they just <laughs> they just go off <laughs> oh man well i think this is uh this has been our longest podcast to date yeah i think so let's let's wrap this up but dude it was good having you on jesse thanks yeah. for yeah, uh, thank stopping by thank you guys by. for having me on and uh 
Yeah, the next time you guys are going out on tour, we'll definitely have to uh, catch back up and hear some stories. Oh, sounds good. As we were, as we were talking, I was remembering some other ones, so we'll have to do that another time. Oh, but I, I have a yeah, I have a couple of other good ones that, like I said, you know, those traumatic experiences, I just block out. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to dig them back up again. Well, and then once again, like uh, your band is Servants. Where can people find your music? Uh, easiest place is on Bandcamp, just uh, Servants N E dot bandcamp dot com. All right, and man. it's all all free and all that good stuff. So, well, folks, thank you for tuning in. Appreciate you uh, listening. Uh, like, subscribe, download the other episodes. Go to town and we check will out talk Servants. To- yeah, check out Servants, and we will talk to you next week.